Hello everyone and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Whitfield Report. Yes, you heard that right. This is the Sunday edition of the podcast. And I am your host, Sam Whitfield, as always, recording uh, here in South Florida. And I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight uh, or in the past, present, future hour, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, for those of you who are wondering why I'm doing a uh, Sunday podcast as opposed to a uh, Saturday podcast, I did do a uh, live stream last night on the YouTube channel. However, it wound up not being very uh, political. It wound up more or less me just interacting with the chat. And that is part of the fun of YouTube, uh, just kind of having a non sensical show every once in a while. Uh, politics can kind of get grating and kind of get boring and uh, you know it's fun interacting with the chat and kind of goofing off every once in a while on a live stream but that's not really conducive to an audio uh, podcast so I figured I would just do one for you guys here uh, on Sunday, Sunday evening is when I'm recording this. So uh, some of you guys, if you're night owls, will hear this uh, tonight. Uh, a lot of you will hear this on Monday um, morning or uh, you know afternoon or evening, depending on when you're able to listen to podcasts in general. Um. So, I don't have a jam-packed show tonight. This is actually going to be a pretty short uh, podcast. Once again, I realize I've been doing shorter audio podcasts. And, uh, you know, I haven't really been doing too many, uh, you know, audio and video podcasts simultaneously. Part of that is because YouTube, uh, you know, is going through uh, major workarounds lately no one really seems to be sure what's going on with YouTube these days but hopefully uh, things will get strained out soon in the meantime I do enjoy putting out audio exclusive episodes for you guys um, so and I hope you enjoy them as well and judging from the download numbers that I've been getting uh, it seems like it so uh, anyway, the topic of today's episode, I guess, um, is actually me kind of answering a question that I've received a lot lately in uh, tweets. And uh, in some of you guys who have written to my, webs- into my website, um, too. A lot of uh, people have been asking, Sam, why haven't you covered the Democrat uh, primary more? Uh, why have you been talk, talking about that more? It seems like you would be interested. And uh, there's a very good reason why I've why I've been talking about that. I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, first off, I want to plug a friend's podcast and... Uh, I've plugged him here before, and he hasn't uh, offered me any money or any, you know, kickbacks or anything like that to uh, promote his podcast. But if you're 
interested in hearing more about the Democrat primary, uh, you know, from a conservative or a libertarian perspective. Uh, as always, I have to plug Wright Ian, Ian's podcast. Uh, he hosts Ion 2020, which is another great podcast out there. So I highly recommend that you uh, check his podcast out if you are really interested in the uh, the specific minute details of the uh, Democrat primaries so far. But uh, truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that I'm not interested in the primaries. I have been watching some of the Democrat primary stuff, but honestly, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really feel like there's anything that I can contribute uh, to the commentary field at this point, which may seem shocking to some of you guys because I'm a podcaster and a political commentator. But here's the way I see. I see the I see the Democrat primaries right now. Uh, and this is going to be a odd comparison to some of you guys, but um, bear with me as I explain this. Right now, I see the Democrat primaries in the same way I see um, the iOS beta program for the uh, you know iPhones and the iPads, right? Every year or so, Apple, uh, for like the past two or three years, has released a public beta version of the upcoming iOS software. And there are people who, and you know, if you uh, choose to, you can enroll your device and download the latest uh, beta software of whatever operating system Apple is going to release, uh, you know, in the coming year. Now, the plus side of that is you kind of know what you're going to be getting, um, you know, in the future. You know of some features that you might be uh, getting, but the problem is in the early beta testing stages, nothing really turns out as expected to plan, and sometimes your phone crashes and, you know, sometimes there are all other bugs, apps don't work, uh, you know, because it's a beta and because you're working out the kinks. So what does that have to do with politics? How is that comparison, you know, valid? Well, at this stage in the Democrat primaries, we know that eventually we're going to have a nominee who is going to face off against President Donald Trump, right? We know that Trump is running for re-election. That's all said and done. At this point in the Democrat primary race, I feel that there are too many candidates, or really too many bugs, for me to really, uh, if you know, if you will, there are too many bugs or too many candidates for me to really make an accurate statement as to I think would be facing off against Trump or who I think is going to be the Demo the Democrat nominee. 
And honestly, I think a lot of the candidates are, are the same, uh, honestly, with the exception of a few individuals, and I'll get to that here in a sec. But for the most part, um, it seems like Liz Warren and um, Kamala Harris seem to be, you know, pretty toe-in-toe, and, you know, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Booty, Booty uh, Glug, or I, I can't ever, I can't ever pronounce his name right, but uh, Booty Judge, I guess. Um, they all seem to be, uh, different levels of the far-left extreme, right? They're constantly trying to pander, uh, you know, to minorities, and, uh, you know, they're, they're constantly bringing up the orange man bad, you know, scenario referring to Trump. None of them are very original, and so, to me, they're more or less all saying the same thing, for the most part. So, it's really hard for me to honestly distinguish between all of them when they do that. And so, there's not worth commenting, it's not really worth commenting on right now because all I hear from those folks are, are um, you know, is intense left-wing speak and it's not really worth me to dissect them individually at, at this point. Then we have Joe Biden, who is the old guard establishment, and let's, let's just be frank about Joe Biden. Um, I don't think he's going to go anywhere long term. I think he's, he's running obviously because he's, uh, he was the, uh, you know, he's the former vice president of the United States. He, uh, you know, looking at him for the Democrats, it is kind of like looking at um, the nostalgia of Obama for the Democrats, right? So Biden has the nostalgia factor, and I mean, I, I, I get that. Again, obviously I'm not supporting you know Biden, but I I get the nostalgia factor of the of the Obama administration. But honestly, I think even the Dems know that Biden's not going to go to go anywhere. You know, he's establishment. He's um. You know, he's old guard. He's got his points, but I don't think the Dems really want him to be the main nominee, as far as I can tell. Um, he is leading in some of the polls, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean anything at this point. Um, if he does turn out to be the nominee, I think, uh, you know, then obviously, or if, or if it's looking like he'll be the nominee once more of these, uh, you know, other nominees in the primary drop out. Then I'll become more interested in, in Biden, obviously. But at this point, it's 
too early to tell if Biden's really going to be around for the long term to really comment on. So, really the only candidate who I'm in, who even piques my curiosity in the Democrat primary is Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard interests me because, well, while Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard is very social liberal and very economically liberal, which I don't agree with, obviously, being a conservative libertarian, uh, Tulsi also pisses off a lot of left-wingers, too, uh, because she's not SJW uh, enough, as the term goes. She's not, she's not pandering enough. A lot of far lefties are upset because she's gone on Tucker Carlson's uh, program. She seems to be a little too friendly with, uh, you know, the evil right-wing uh, nut jobs, in air quotes, for their liking. Um, you know, she brings up a lot of things that conservatives are actually concerned about, like, you know, big tent tech uh, censorship. She's not completely clueless on the on you know the fact that we need border security either. It seems, um, you know, she has actual combat veterans experience, which, you know, while a lot of cons conservatives aren't supporting her, a lot of conservatives don't mind her as much, and neither do the libertarians. And I I think the fact that conservatives and libertarians are more amenable to at least listening to Tulsi is going to piss the far left and the Democrat establishment off. Um, you know, the so long story short with Tulsi, the fact that she's not a complete nut bar is actually a disadvantage for her in the primary. At least as far as the as the establishment Dems go. Um, now with the Demo electorate, I don't, I don't know. I I'm I'm hoping she'll be more successful, but but it seems like the Dems are going to try and take her out in the same way that you know the Dem establishment took out Bernie in 2016. Uh, Bernie is another candidate who, you know, is running again. Uh, but Bernie isn't really doing anything new this go-round. We've seen his whole spiel before in, um, 2016 and in, the, and in 2015, right? His speeches really in it in his rhetoric hasn't really changed at all. He's campaigning on the exact same thing as he did in 2016 and, uh, and honestly I just think people are bored with him almost. Um, but you know 
at this point, he could also spring up, spring up in the polls too as more and more people jump out. And that's kind of my point. It is still, I feel like it's way too early for me to really make any solid predictions about the, uh, you know, about the primaries or about, or about the Democrat Party because right now the Democrat Party is also kind of having an internal struggle and an internal civil war, right? As I mentioned on Thursday's episode about Jeffrey Epstein and whatnot, I brought up the Clinton and how the Clintons probably are not responsible for Epstein's quote, quote suicide attempt. And I mentioned that the Clintons basically have no political capital anymore. They're done. The, the Clinton Foundation you know, is is a no-go at this point. And, uh, and uh, you know, Hillary is a twice-failed presidential candidate, and I don't think the Dems want her anymore. She's, she's disliked even by a lot of her own party members. So I think the Clintons are, you know, are out as far as influence go. Obviously, we they may bring out the Clintons, you know, for appearance sake, but I mean, the Clintons are kind of like the, 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 the uh, Queen of England at this point. It's more of a ceremonial gesture for the Democrats to bring the Clintons out. And she's not going to run in 2020 either. I know people keep saying that she's going to make a surprise run in, you know, 2020 at the last minute for a rematch. I would honestly be shocked if that happens. Crazier things have happened, but it seems to me like if, uh, you know, if a, if a Clinton-Trump rematch were to happen, Trump would win again because Hillary is just that despised and you know I think that I think that was the big take takeaway for a lot of people in 2016 I said this um, as well back in the uh, aftermath of the, of the 2016 election my my vote my vote for Trump wasn't because I was a MAGA guy from the beginning. It was because I knew that Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee, and I was going to vote for whoever wasn't Hillary as the Republican nominee. Although I think Trump probably you know was in fact the most viable candidate to beat Hillary Clinton in the election, and thank God he did. I honestly do think, right, this this is another thing I was thinking of. You know, every election, people say that this election is the most important one about a lifetime. 
honestly, I believe that that the 2016 election really was the most important of my lifetime, probably even more so than 2020, because Hillary needed to be stopped. She is, in my opinion, one of the most corrupt American politicians that we've had that we've had in our lifetime, uh, objectively so. And I know that obviously the left is going to say, oh, well, that, you know, that's Trump. But, you know, the Clintons had scandal after scandal, you know, and the, the Clinton body count, and they're just, there are way too many things with, uh, you know, Clinton, with the Clintons, they have way too many skeletons in their closet, so she needed to be stopped, and I'm glad that she was. So the Clintons are not going to be making an appearance in uh, 2020 at all as political, you know, candidates. So like I said, at this point, it is way too early uh, to tell who the nominee is, in my, in my opinion. Once we get a firmer gra grasp on who the Democrat nominee is, then I will talk uh, more about who, about who the Democrats are going to nominate. I think that's the best course of action, honestly, is to kind of wait and see where the map where the roadmap goes. Um, but as far as the uh, as far as the Democrat primaries are concerned now, there's really mu not much else for me to say on it at the moment other than what I just said. I will of course obviously you know be keeping an eye on things as far as the you know primary goes. But uh, you know, just hold your hold your horses a, a bit, and uh, you know, and I mean that in a respectful way. I will have I will have stuff to write on the primaries soon, uh, just not right now at the moment. Um, you know, and I'll keep sending out tweets about the primaries and whatnot, just kind of as things happen. But there's really no point in me doing a, a you know a daily or a weekly podcast uh, regarding the primaries at this point. So um, I hope you guys understand that, and I hope I've answered some of the questions regarding the primaries at this point. Um. So. That's that, and like I said, this is this is going to be a, a real short podcast. Um, so, so I realized that this was kind of weird for a Sunday episode, uh, not really a full show. Again, I kind of, you know, I apologize for that. However, um, I do have announcements to make um, this week at some point. I am going to be doing a, a full show with uh, Davy Crocco. Da Davy Crocco is a podcaster and YouTuber who's really been 
diving deep into the whole uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing. And so I'm going to be getting him on the uh, program. Sorry, folks, I've got a dry mouth uh, as well um, tonight, so that's kind of why I'm, you know, swallowing a lot and, uh, you know. But I'm going to have Davy Crock on the program to talk about the uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, case a bit later this week. It could be as early as tomorrow, it could be on Thursday, and um, I do feel like the Epstein thing is going to play a part in the election somewhat. I just can't really predict how yet. That's kind of one of my theories. Um, and I will ask Davey about that and his opinion. But you guys have been asking for a more in-depth uh, you know, show on... Jeffrey Epstein and that whole case, so I'm going to, to uh, you know, make that happen. And again, that could be as early as tomorrow, uh, Monday when we do that stream slash podcast. It could be on Thursday. Uh, I really don't know yet. But uh, anyway, folks, uh, I want to thank you all for uh, tuning into tonight's uh, podcast. However, uh, you know, boring it may have been for you guys hopefully it wasn't too bad though and uh just thank you for supporting the show and uh, as always uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at somebody underscore ndc you can follow me on gab and mines at sam whitfield um and keep it locked to the uh, website at the and as always uh if you like this podcast wherever you're listening uh, please rate comment and subscribe I really appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show and uh, giving feedback even on these shorter podcasts I really do appreciate it uh, anyway folks I will talk to you uh, later this week on the uh, podcast so from all of us here at NGC Studios uh, have a good evening or a good day God bless and God save this great nation wherever you are. I'll talk to you later, folks, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the Whitfield Report.